0: Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Episode 11 of the Maniac Radio Show. I'm your host, Tech Sergeant Andy Sinclair with the 101st Public Affairs Office here in Bangor. Hope you all have had an awesome past couple of weeks and have been able to soak in a little bit of nice weather because we are officially in fall. Summer is over and unfortunately, winter is coming. Just please remember that even though the 101 critical days of summer are officially over, remaining safe in your everyday life, both in and out of uniform, is still just as equally important. So if you're out doing some autumn motorcycle riding, or if you're lake fishing, or if you're smashing pumpkins, Mm do it in a safe manner, and remember to come back to work in one piece. Major Carrie Mancini is the new Wing Sexual Assault Response Coordinator, and she's stopping by the studio later on to introduce herself as such, as well as talk about her roles and responsibility as the new Wing Sark. This is a very serious topic, so I highly suggest if you have brand new airmen in your shop, make sure they listen to this episode and listen to what she has to say, because only as a team can we prevent sexual assault. I've got a fresh new maniac fact for you in this episode, but before we jump into any of that, let's check out your Maniac headlines. 2016 has been a busy year for the Maniacs, deployments, retirements, and record flying hours. Perhaps one of the main air guard's biggest accomplishments this year, however, is the outstanding number of unit members who completed their Community College of the Air Force degrees since the start of the fiscal year back in October. 67 Maniacs have graduated with their CCAF degrees, with a yearly average of 28 graduates since 2004. 2015 and 16 are the highest years yet for our maniacs graduating the Airman's College. Senior Master Sergeant Knott is the Force Development Superintendent, and she talks about the significance behind these outstanding numbers. It's phenomenal. It's great because not only are they pursuing a CCAF, but in turn, they're already pursuing a higher learning. They're learning more about their career field. It's time on their own. It's not here at work. It's not during drill weekends. It's completely on their own. So that in itself is an amazing accomplishment. The Community College of the Air Force recently recognized the 101st Base Education Office for the Maine Air National Guard's outstanding performance and commitment to the educational excellence and support of the college. It is mandatory, Air Force-wide, that in order to be promoted to E-8 or higher, airmen must have a CCAF degree or equivalent to make rank. For any questions regarding your CCAF degree, contact the Base Education Office. Maniacs from the 101st spent time with Maine Veterans Homes last week for their quarterly tea time. This is an event that has been going on for several years now, and it gives our maniacs a chance to volunteer and spend quality time with Maine Veterans and their spouses by making friends, sharing stories, and drinking tea. Master Sergeant Lori Pelkey tells us why she enjoys volunteering her time for Maine Veterans Homes. I enjoy about going to the tea event with the ladies is that I feel that there's a connection between us. I really do enjoy their short stories of their time in uniform and I just feel like uh, we bring a little bit of joy in their, in their day. Tea time is just one of many yearly events Maniacs can volunteer their time for Maine Veterans Homes. For more information on how you can give back to your Maine heroes, contact Senior Master Sergeant Larry Palmer or speak to your supervisor. And that's it for your Maniac Headlines. Keeping you up to date is our mission. So all of you out there know what it feels like to get really, really, really excited about something, right? I'm talking stage 10 excitement. Like when a telemarketer calls you and tells you you've just won an all-inclusive vacation to Hawaii for two. Or when your favorite sports team wins the championship for the ninth time that decade. Or when it's Friday and it finally dawns on you that this weekend is drill weekend. You get excited, I'm excited, you're excited, we're all excited, and you shouldn't hide that excitement. We can all be excited together. And you know what? You should be excited. As always, this drill weekend is going to be packed some training, some promotions, but to piggyback on what I talked about earlier in the news segment, on Saturday at one o'clock in the afternoon, we have another CCAF graduation. More of your fellow maniacs, your military family members, have taken that next step in furthering their education that helps them become more knowledgeable in both the civilian and military sectors. And that's exciting news for you, especially if you're a young airman fresh at a tech school, because that means you're surrounded by professional and very job knowledgeable individuals who are going to share that knowledge and Strengthen the workforce. So, to everybody who's graduating this Saturday, congratulations and way to lead by example. We're all very excited for you. Time! I made prize! a major prize! I won! I won! I won! This past weekend, Maniacs Charities held another 5K and half marathon that was packed with runners as well as supporters. Although it was a little bit on the colder side, everybody ran for an amazing cause which ultimately gives back to the community. So I'm sure I speak for everybody who volunteers for Maniacs Charities when I say thank you for those of you who ran and participated in this year's Maniac 5K and half marathon. Also really quick, it's been talked about for a couple of months now, but childcare is now available for military members. These are outside agencies that participate with the Air National Guard. If you're having a hard time finding childcare, for example, while you're drilling, you can contact Master Sergeant Heather Johnson for more information. So as I mentioned earlier, Major Mancini, who is the new Wing Sexual Assault Response Coordinator, has swung by the studio today. She's going to talk to us a little bit about what her job entails, the roles and responsibilities that she has, and the processes it takes for our maniacs, if they need to talk to her about anything at all. Major, thank you for stopping by and uh, and taking your time to talk to us today.
1: Sure, it's good to be here. Thank you.
0: Awesome. So the first question, what, what exactly is your role and, and what does it entail?
1: Well, my role as the Wing Sexual Assault Response Coordinator is threefold. One is to make sure that our airmen know that they have someone to come and talk to without restricting their reporting options. They can come and talk to me about something or they can make a report on assault or and it can be restricted or unrestricted. Another part of my role is to make sure that our wing members and our victim advocates are current on their training and their credentials and to make sure that we coordinate with the Guard Bureau on various reports, and then also to make sure that we uh, affect a cultural change around the wing so that we can respect all airmen.
0: What would be the process that an airman would have to take if they wanted to talk to you?
1: Okay, so they could come and talk to me if they weren't sure um, what happened and they wanted to just you know define what happened without compromising their options. They can just come talk to me and I can help them define what it is and where to go next. Depending on what happened, They might fill out a restricted report with me, which would mean that it would remain completely confidential and uh, no one else has to know about it. We just fill out some paperwork and keep that on file. And then they have an option later to turn it to unrestricted if they would like. So restricted means there's no formal investigation, nobody in their chain of command is informed. It's all up to the victim at that point. An unrestricted report means that a formal investigation is launched to try and seek justice for that victim and the the chain of command is notified and anyone else that has a need to know. No one else outside of the need to know is informed even for an unrestricted report.
0: Where's the line when it comes to like so say for example you have a traditional maniac that has a case that happened throughout the month when they're not here on duty and they're not in any sort of status. Is that something they can come in to you and talk to you about, and not just necessarily when they're wearing the uniform?
1: Absolutely. They can come and talk to me about anything at any time. We're limited on what resources we can provide to them if they're not on a duty status when the assault occurs, but we can definitely provide some referrals and just help get them through the process. I'm not going to turn anyone down.
0: Okay, that's yeah, and that's all good information too. Because out here, as you know, like we have all these different statuses and all these, and we have traditionals and we have full timers and we have people who are on temp statuses. So I can see where all that would get kind of confusing.
1: Yes, it can, because they need to be able to prove if they're on a status, they would have to be able to prove that they were on a status at the time. And sometimes it could be that the perpetrator's on a status, but the victim isn't, or vice versa it can get very complex.
0: How important is the the SARC program in today's military? I mean, this isn't just something they came up with. I mean, there's a reason behind it, right?
1: Cases are happening every day, um, not necessarily in the main Air National Guard, but cases do happen all over the place uh, in the civilian community and in the military community. But it's important for us to remember that we have a team of people that are ready to help, and also that there are a lot of cases that are occurring that are never reported, even restricted reports. A lot of them go unreported. And we have a lot of people in our midst that have been assaulted in the past, so we just need to be sensitive to that and remember that, you know, this cultural change is extremely important for everyone to know that they're respected and appreciated all over the world.
0: Yeah, that's great. And that, again, this this whole program is here to help us out and it's helped to keep the to keep the, the overall goal is to keep the mission going. And in order to do that, we have to have the welfare of our airmen and the safety of our airmen. That's the whole reason behind our program.
1: Piggybacking on what you said about how important the program is, that air National Guard has seen fit to provide a full-time person for every wing so this indicates how important this program is and I just went through the initial SARC training a couple of months ago, and they reiterated that making sure that we affect a a positive cultural change and that our airmen know they're being taken care of and they're always going to be the first priority. Uh,
0: Again, Major, thank you for coming in. And again, to everybody else, all of our listeners, Major Mancini is the new sexual assault response coordinator here at the wing. So if you have any questions whatsoever, you want to stop by and say hello. I'm sure her door is open.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Cool. Thank you. And it's that time again for your Maniac Fact. Episode 11, Fact, is brought to you by the 101st Civil Engineering Structural Shop. The buildings and structures on each base are integral to every part of Air Force operations. It's the job of structural specialists to construct and repair any buildings and other structures from the foundation up. These highly trained experts use their varied skill sets and specialized materials, tools, and equipment to build anything we need. From improvised emergency disaster relief shelters to locker rooms. For more information on how you can become a structural specialist, contact your local recruiter. And here's your maniac fact. It's November of 1992, and the 101st Air Refueling Wing members greet pilots and support personnel of two Ukrainian MiG-29 Fulcrums, the first-line Soviet fighters have been touring the United States and Canada for several months. They arrived in Bangor to be disassembled and loaded onto an Antonov An-124 Condor transport return to the Ukraine. The MiG-29 Fulcrum is a Soviet fourth-generation, all-weather, air superiority fighter, while the AN-124 Condor is slightly larger than our own C-5 Galaxy. The aircraft and their crew were greeted and treated in traditional maniac fashion, with top-notch customer service and professionalism. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that's all we have for episode 11 of the Maniac Radio Show. I'm your host, Tech Sergeant Andy Sinclair with the 101st Public Affairs Office here in Bangor. I know I mentioned the 101st Structure Shop and how they brought you episode 11's Maniac Fact, but if you haven't had a chance to watch the latest public affairs video, we put it out last week on our Facebook page. It's a short human interest video on one of the airmen who works here at the 101st Structure Shop. He briefly describes the benefits of joining that career field. So if you haven't watched it yet, head over to our Facebook, which you can search by typing in 101stARW. That's 101 arw And to get to our Instagram page, where you can see daily photos about what's going on in your maniac world, type in that same username by searching 101stARW. And while you're at it, don't forget to visit the official Vice Wing Commanders page by searching cv.101ARW for both Facebook and Instagram. I hope you all have an outstanding drill weekend. I look forward to seeing you around base. And as always, if you see me and you have ideas for the Maniac Radio Show, please pull me aside. We'd love to hear your thoughts and ideas. So be safe, look out for yourself and those around you, and have a successful and awesome drill weekend. But that's it. This episode is officially over. And again, congratulations to this weekend's CCAF graduates. Don't be a fool, stay in school.